When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Give Them Lala podcast. Did I sound like Heather McDonald? Oh, that's who you were going for. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were Hello going and it's Juicy Scoop. <laughs> you actually did right there. And every time she does it, because I don't listen to very many podcasts, but I listen to hers and I listen to my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I always do the intro the same. But then yeah. Heather McDonald does hers the same. So I was like, okay, it's fucking Heather McDonald. I can do the same if she does the same. People like consistency. They do. Yeah. And I'm a Virgo. And if you veer me off the path, <laughs> not good. Not, not good, good for at my all. mental. Um, so what a fun weekend. We had the Oscars on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Are you a big Oscars watcher? Be honest. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I... I'm not a big award show anything watcher. It's okay. just, yeah, it's hard for me to, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I just know that behind the scenes, there's like political stuff that goes on. I've just never been a big award show watcher. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate the performances and like the fashion. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I went to an Oscar watching party and it was so much fun. But yeah. How about you? Are you? I'm kind of the same. Yeah. Like I can I can respect the art and all of the hard work that goes mm-hmm. into filmmaking or into a song. But award shows are really hard for me to watch because they're very long. They're, <laughs> they're so long. But yeah. this this year's Oscars, <laughs> Amy Schumer, Regina King and Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were so funny. Hilarious. No, they were amazing. Like, they were like, they decided to hire three women because it was cheaper than hiring one man. <laughs> I know. And I just loved, like, I thought, I thought the Oscars did great this year with, like, bringing in some fun because I've watched Oscars before and it's super stuffy. And yeah. I'm like, this looks like torture. Like, even the yeah. people there look tortured. And the funny, the funniest comedy has that hint of truth behind all of it. Well, so. it is true. Yeah, I know. It is true. Not just a hint. That is like wildly true. Yeah. No, they killed it. They were great. They were great. Um, Beyonce slayed, but that's like not a shock to anybody. Not a shock. I missed that. I showed up at the party late. Shocker. Sundays, I moved I am slow. shocked by that. All right. Well, because it's not a shocker because Sundays, I'm, I'm the slowest person you've ever. I'm just like Sunday's my day to be slow, to be late, to be like sleeping in i'm just i'm useless on sunday i'm useless most days (laughs) not true okay wait so obviously we have to talk about uh, the oscars moment the slap heard around the world thoughts i didn't see it but i woke up to a lot of texts that were like please tell me that you saw it and i was like i did not see it because i was driving back from newport beach right to la and you were the one that got to tell me because everyone told me, do not Google it. And I can honestly say I did it. Yeah. 
Jessica told me, <laughs> so you don't get to, like so many people were wanting to be the first to tell me. To I'm tell like, you. But why? Yeah. What, like why? And, That's so interesting. It's, it it's the same energy as like wanting to say, oh, I knew that band before you knew that. Like, oh, yeah, the band's popular now, but I knew them before. Like everyone cool. saw it. I didn't yeah. get over it. Get over it. All right. It was so I had was home by then because shocking. Once again, I left the party early. Yeah. But um, I feel like I did a good job telling you from like a non-biased standpoint about how it went down. But it was like it was wild. From what I told you, what do you think? I mean, granted, they are a bunch of actors. Mm -hmm. But then granted, they are a bunch of actors. And usually with quote unquote scenes like mm -hmm. that, there's like a double Right in there, like if someone's actually getting hit or having to roll down a hill or whatever, like those mm -hmm. actors are like, "Bring my stunt double, mess up my face," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just don't think that Chris Rock would be like, "Yes," and you're just gonna slap the shit out of you're me. meaning like for anyone who says like I think it was set up. You are there people that are saying yeah. like yeah? Well, at first it was like. At first, like immediately after, people were like, oh, please, come on, you guys. Like, come on. The Oscars were down in views last year. You don't think they're going to like. It's so funny how people think. Yeah. And I am not comparing the Oscars to like Vanderpump Rules in yeah. any in any way. So okay. that, please <laughs> note that. OK. <laughs> but it's like when people say, oh, they did that because your ratings were down. It's like, no, this just happened. Mm -hmm. Like I so for me, it's like the Oscars aren't going to be like, OK, someone needs to get beat the fuck out of. Right. In order. It just it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, oh, shucks. Views are down. No one is going to be assaulted. Right. To bring up the ratings. Right. Right. And if they need it. Yeah. We've seen them try and bring up the ratings before, and they do. They're, well, by the yeah. way, that does happen. But that ain't mm -hmm. the way that they're trying to bring views in. Exactly. And especially with someone like Will Smith, because I think he's always been like, he's always seemed to like push love and push. But I do have to say, I think they were both in the wrong. I think they were both in the wrong, and I think both of them can be wrong. And I think that it was a tasteless joke, and I think that it was an absolutely wild and inappropriate response and um, it makes me question because I've worked award shows. I've worked many award shows. Yeah. Never the Oscars. And there are rehearsals. Mm -hmm. There are things written on the teleprompter. Correct. These jokes and these lines go through so many people. And I think, you guys, there wasn't one person, which there probably was, but they weren't at a high enough level to be taken seriously. But I'm like, there wasn't one person who was like, hmm, Jada Pinkett Smith has come out and talked about her alopecia and how, you know, how that's been such a huge thing in her life. Let's not do this joke. Let's scratch this joke and change it up a little. I'm like, come on. you. What did, I don't know. There's something about talking about someone's physical appearance that doesn't sit right with me. It's hack. It's lazy. It feels lazy. It's lazy. And again, it's like Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. And everybody was commenting on his appearance. Mm -hmm. And then he passes away. Yeah. Hello. Have we not learned anything? Mm -hmm. Enough of attacking people's, whether they've shaved their head or they're looking thin or they're looking like they've gained weight. 
Mm-hmm. Enough already. I 100% Stop. agree. Yeah, it's just, it feels lazy. The writing of that feels lazy and it feels like hack. And comedians are so smart. Writers are very smart. I feel like a lot of these people are too smart to be writing jokes like that. Like, you're better than that. You are. Yeah. Like, being yeah. a comedian is me, it's like intelligent work. Yes. Okay. And I just don't understand how in 2022 we're commenting on Jada Pinkett Smith, who, by the way, is one of very few people Mm. that can look so beyond stunning. Breathtaking. It's like she's and the way she and Will maneuver through things Mm -hmm. is done with such elegance. Mm -hmm. They manage to take, you know, like when she was talking about the entanglement. How the hell are you making entanglement sound like classy? That's so fucking classy of you. (laughs) I know. I know. And that's that's why like I and I get what what you mean when Mm -hmm. it's like they were both in the wrong, Mm -hmm. meaning Will Smith and Mm -hmm. Chris Rock. Yeah. But I'm telling you what, there are times where people have done or said things to me and I'm like, you deserve to get the shit beat out of you. And there are things that I've done where people have commented, you deserve to have the shit beat out of you. Yeah. And there there are times I agree. You can't put your hands on somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to do it, which I'm learning, is silence and pretending like someone doesn't exist after that. Mm -hmm. Like, ha, 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 ha. And then Will Smith never giving... Uh, Chris Rock, the time of day after that, yeah, is the most shade and the most badass thing that could ever happen. Such shade, and also, if he didn't want to do that, he would have gotten. And this is just in my mind, he would have gotten his moment for just it. He won an Oscar after that. Mm-hmm. Minutes after that, he would have gotten his moment to come up if he wanted to and be like, "This is about the Oscar." So grateful, but I'm going to take. 10 seconds to say what Chris Rock just said about my wife, whatever. Yeah. The end. You know what, though? Can I tell you? It's Hmm. so hard to talk about what you would have done and how you would have reacted because when you're in that zone of someone attacking the person that you love, like Jada is his ride or die, mother of his children, the Mm -hmm. things that they've been through behind closed doors that none of us know. It's like you see red and you can't, Mm. you can't, come to the table with like this well thought out because like it takes over right and your heart is pounding and you can't think right and there's some disconnect between what comes out of your mouth and what your mind is wanting to have happen your brain and your body like it's it's happened to me many (laughs) many times oh 100 it's happened to me over way smaller things so i can't even imagine and and it was on tv where he laughs the first couple seconds granted some people are like oh that's an angry laugh that's a I'm about to lose my shit laugh and other people are like no he thought it was funny and then he looked over at Jada and she just looked there was something that came like what a what a fucking low blow like really you're gonna mm. and then I think that's when people said he just kind of turned you know like saw red so <laughs> I have wild. to look it up now that wild. I know what happened I you, will be YouTubing this today you have to look it up you have to look it up because, well, simply because I just want to see your reaction, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know. I, I have, there's something about someone touching another person mm-hmm. that that sends me into, like, I feel ill. Yeah. The physical, like, physical harm. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I remember driving through this 
cute, cute fucking neighborhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. And then I roll up into where I hit Melrose and I see this group of people filming these two dudes beating each other up and I wanted to get out of my car stop them from filming it's like this is not funny this is not cool this is like we are not animals right why are you touching another person Mm -hmm. it makes me sick too nauseous like it makes me ill and angry to a level that it's like my thoughts I'm like whoa I scare myself like when I see, especially, and I've told you this before, with children and the elderly, you mm. want to, I mean, it's like the the anger that bubbles up deep inside of me. I'm like, oh, okay. But whoa. I know. Like when I saw these two dudes fighting, I was like, yeah. I'm going to come beat the fuck out of both of you. Yeah. Because, you're, because it's wrong. <laughs> no, it's wrong. And then you have people recording with their phones. It's so It's so heinous. gross. Like, let's just like not touch other people yeah. in a harmful way like yeah. let's just not do that i let's feel like it's not th- a difficult thing yeah it's not yeah i pushed Kristen doty season four okay <laughs> and i was like when i woke up the next morning yeah i have never been more disgusted in myself wait season four was that not sober lala no okay sober lala really sober lala happened season eight okay Okay. Yeah, um, you pushed her. I can't remember this. I'm sure I've seen it, but was it like you guys were fighting, arguing? She something? had made a comment, and I was, and I was upset about what she had said. Mm-hmm. And my just initial drunken reaction was sh- telling her to sit the fuck down, and then making her sit the fuck down by shoving her. And I was like, "What was that?" Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wh- crazy? And you think, and you would like, I can't even picture you doing that you think back of you think back at yourself at those times and you're like what on earth i i had gotten close to pushing my friend angela i'm going to her bachelorette party and i like next weekend or in a couple weekends and we were roommates and i remember (laughs) your listeners will love this i remember her going we were in a fight and like our girls like screaming fight and there was five of us girls living in a house and i was yelling at her and she I was like yelling at her and she looked at me and she said, your voice is so annoying. My ears are hurting. <laughs> and I got so mad and I literally almost pushed her and my our girl roommate like hands were up and she just like drugged me back. And I think back to that time. I'm like, I was going to push her. What a crazy person. Well, the any listener who's ever commented on your voice, <laughs> you better watch out because Jessica will come and shove you or try to. <laughs> So you better have someone there to stop her. No, you guys I are my picture. motivators. You're like such a little fairy. I could never picture you like mm. wanting to shove someone. I, it was alcohol. It was like alcohol. See, and I, it was there. It is. It's just like you. Lo- you know. It's release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on your skin. Like okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's why. I mean, I'm not like that anymore. Having cocktails, but it's just you've you, grown up. Yeah, but you you know you're young and you're like feeling insecure i was Mm. so insecure about certain things and it just made me like i'm so insecure so i'm gonna be louder and act like i'm not insecure at all you know it is weird Weird. there's so much that i've done where i'm like i could never never imagine like who even is that person 
So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press-On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part, zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless, and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no glue manis, and press-on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique under-lash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Manis have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Manis and Impress No Glue Press on Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. Here's what I love about doing a podcast. It doesn't really require any glam, like at all. I can podcast in comfort and for me, that means wearing my new favorite, super soft Quince Cashmere Tee. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless, comfortable pieces that keep me looking so chic summer after summer. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at $30. You can find silk tops, 14 karat jewelry, and so much more. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all of those savings on to us. And don't get me started on their towels. I have the Quince waffle towels at the Palm Springs house. I have them in white and they are so soft. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. I heard you had an amazing weekend at the beach. I did have an amazing weekend at the beach. So I was kind of, I not kind of, I was very bummed. So mm-hmm. I was supposed to have the boobs done mm-hmm. and the ear pin back on Friday. Mm-hmm. And... All last week, I was just not feeling good. Mm-hmm. I just was feeling under the weather. And then I look at my schedule and we have like, by the way, the paperback of Give Them Lala, my book, a national bestseller is coming out on April 12th. So we have a lot of press coming up, mm-hmm. traveling that's happening. And I'm look, I'm feeling the way I'm feeling knowing, okay, And keep in mind, like, I've been under anesthesia before, but there's something about it that makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. Even though people go under all the time, it is such a small percent chance that you would not come out of it. Right. But I have a little girl and I'm like, I can't chance that. I'm not feeling great. You're going to put me into the deepest sleep I'll ever be in Mm -hmm. unless I'm dead. (laughs) The the only thing deeper than anesthesia is me being dead. Being dead. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was like that. I don't like that. 
Then that paired with my schedule and us having to be back at work, which God forbid there's any complication. I can't miss out on work right now. And I just like took a minute Mm -hmm. and said, do we do this right now or are we rushing it? Mm. And there was something about I'm like, why am I feeling like having my boobs done and my ear pinned back are I'm treating it like it's just no big deal. And Mm -hmm. it is no big like it's not like I'm having some big surgery that. Right. But anytime you go under anesthesia, my parents say this, anytime you go under, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. So I know people get their boobs done every second of the day. Like Mm -hmm. whatever. Not Mm -hmm. really. I'm not really sure how often people (laughs) are getting their boobs done. A lot. But there's a lot of boob jobs happening. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Especially in LA. Yeah. Correct. But I just was like, you know what? We're going to do this when we have some some more like time where I can look at my schedule and I can say this chunk of time, I'm not doing anything. Don't bug me. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Oh, and then the other thing I'm looking at, I, I'm looking at my freaking sheet of what to do and what not to do. It says avoid taking these over the counters for two weeks before you go into surgery. Mm-hmm. And I last week or no, the week before was like constant migraine yeah. every day. So I was just popping Advil like no one's business trying to be a functioning person. And that was on the list. And that was on the freaking list. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, there's no reason to rush it. I lo- I really like that decision um, that you made because what? No, you're right. You want to feel a hundred percent. Yes. You don't want to be like, okay, I have five days to heal because God forbid healing takes a little longer. Well, and like, you know me, I'm I am a fragile person. Like li- the tiniest little things take me out. Yeah, but you're also kind of you're really dedicated to your work, and I have like. You've been having the worst migraine and I'm like, can we do this? And you're like, yeah, let's like get it done, get it over with. But you don't want to do that when your body is like you've had like actual incisions Mm -hmm. and your body's trying to heal. You don't want to be like, whatever, let's just work. Like, no, no, you can't. So we pushed the surgery off until May Mm -hmm. and then um, and hopefully we get another season by then and you guys can see my little transformation. That, that would, would actually awesome. be great, too. It Like, you're healing, your transformation, yeah, on the show. Yeah. Well, my boobs, Jess, mm-hmm. I, I can't even get cleavage because when moms have said to me, if you breastfeed, your kid sucks the life out of them, they truly do. Yeah. What are these little half-deflated water balloons? <laughs> What it, what even are they? Yeah. You know, and like mm-hmm. the left one got so much bigger and that's the one that Ocean preferred. And that one's like sitting really pretty, but I can't get it up mm. to be like sexy. Okay. Like, right? Yeah. Okay. And then my ears, I've been so insecure about my left ear since the time I was a little kid. And mm-hmm. he, there's so many insecurities that we all have. But I feel like as we get older, there are times where it's like, I've now accepted it and I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. It's, it's cute now. Whatever. Yeah. I can get over it. Still at the age of 31, I'm insecure about the left ear. So I said, fuck it. I'm, I'm getting it pinned back. I don't care. We're doing it. As you should. Yeah. So Do what makes if, you feel good. Yeah. If, we're, mm-hmm. if, we're, uh, if we film another season, if we get another season, then obviously, you know, we'll have you guys will be able to see a little bit of my. What is it called? Mommy makeover. Mommy makeover and a lot of slicked back hairdos with those yeah. new ears. I know. Yeah. That's going to look nice. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, I went down to Newport with Ocean. My mom's dear friend has a home there and we stayed for five days and it was like the best. I left my phone. Yeah. 
I haven't done that in so long. Like just left it back at the house? Yeah. Like I had my phone with me, but yeah. if we ventured out, it was like at the house. Like don't, I don't need to look at it. Everything can wait. I haven't felt like anything could wait mm-hmm. in a long time. It's really important to do that. I'm a huge believer. Well, I tell you, I'm like a big believer in mental health days and then just like unplugging. Unplug. Get your brain back to like refresh yourself. You can be like, on that phone, not you, but like you as in the general people can be on your phone and just it's like hours go by and I, it's work, it's it's personal stuff. And then you're like another day of spending eight hours on my phone or in my computer screen. Well, and you just realize after you've trolled the gram 1500 times or you've looked at every text message and replied to it, like you do feel different. Mm-hmm. You, you feel like someone has taken something from you. You feel depleted. You're on edge. You're wondering why you feel on edge. And for me, it goes back to you scrolled too much you today. You scrolled too much. You know? Mm-hmm. You scrolled. Don't scroll too much. No. Okay. It, well, avoid, avoid the explore page at all costs. So today on the podcast, you guys know him as Manny MUA, makeup artist. Mm-hmm. God. I mean, he just knows the freaking face so well, but he's self-taught. Wow, I didn't know that. Beyond. Like, I look at his stuff all the time, and I'm like, it's just flawless. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I like when, because there's certain makeup artists where I'm like, that's cool, but where am I going to wear butterflies all over my face to? <laughs> Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, it's cool to watch, but, like, who's actually doing that? It's going to, yeah. Right. So Manny does across the board. I'm going to ask him, like, how does one contour a face? (laughs) Because I'm still, you know, I just, like, I contour the way that I just, I know how. Mm -hmm. And I think it works for my face. Yeah. But I just want to know, like, the little details. Like, what should one have at all times like what's the game changer Mm -hmm. where you don't have to put a lot of effort into it and you can just like feel sexy still so I have all the questions for him I'm super excited to have him on the podcast especially because he also has a makeup line and I think you know I'm the type of person where other people that have makeup brands or skincare lines like I don't I think there's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you hear like, yes, this business is oversaturated. Like, no, not really. Yeah. Not really. I encourage if you're interested in something and you want to start something, do it. Mm-hmm. And like there's no such thing as too many cooks in the kitchen. Like I want to pick your brain. How do you make your brand better? I just get inspired by people who are doing the damn thing. So he'll be on the podcast. I want to remind you guys that I'm going on a motherfucking tour. You're motherfucking welcome. <laughs> um, we're kicking off in Irvine, which I'm super excited about. And then the next stop is going to be Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which that's going to be a vibe. All the Florida dates are going to be a vibe. We've got Clearwater, Orlando. Then I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia. We'll have fun guests there. We'll have fun guests everywhere. I'm super excited. Nashville, New Orleans, Houston, Austin, and we'll wrap up in Dallas, Texas. Um, So if you want to come and play with me, I would love to meet you. I would love to have the best time ever with you. Um, Go to GiveThemLive.com. I really can't wait to see you guys there. It is the Give Them Lala brand new tour. And 
Reminder that my book, Give Them Lala, is now available in paperback, which is the best day ever for me because I don't really enjoy hardcovers. Paperback's the best. I've said that. I travel with paperback constantly because you can just like move it around. It's easier. I love folding back. You said this. Folding folding back. Because it shows me how far I'm getting. I'm like, oh, now I've got to fold it the other way. Yes. I'm so far into it. There's nothing better than flipping the page to a paperback book. Mm. And this one I'm super excited about because it has the stamp on it of national bestseller. A gorgeous red stamp, national bestseller. And also paperback smells better, you guys. And if you don't believe me, get the paperback book. And like it smells like the library. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I just think I'm super proud of the book. I really am. And even though there's things in there where I'm like, wow, this is like a whole nother lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's a good read. It is a good read. And it's easy. I know you're all shocked by that. (laughs) (laughs) When people say, I loved it. I couldn't put it down. It was such an easy read. I know they're being kind. Like it was an easy read because in my mind, it was just that good. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it's like an easy read, you guys. (laughs) No, but it's it's also, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm going to kiss Lala's ass again. It was also just a, I read it. I got hired with Lala. And then that next weekend I was going to start. And so I bought the book, read it, and it was a very good read it's like page to page and then the chapter ends and then you're like but wait i'm not going to stop at this chapter because like it's a cliffhanger i want to go to the next it's great well thank you for saying that i'm very proud of it and um yeah you guys should buy it just saying all right so yeah you guys should totally buy the paperback of my book just saying show your girl a little bit more love because i need it yeah 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 (laughs) we're gonna take a shot what is it with me and the sing song it's because i have a kid Yeah. And so everything turns into a song. Anyway, we are going to cut to a break. We'll be right back. I'm going to let you in on a little tiny secret. I am not a cook. Okay, so that's not really a secret, but I do have a secret weapon when it comes to the kitchen. Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals are always fresh, never frozen. They get delivered right to your door, and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. I've also become a big fan of their add-ons, snacks, and smoothies. Ocean loves the pancakes. I pretty much get those and the mango smoothies in every single Factor delivery. But Factor has you covered no matter how and what you're eating. Keto, calorie smart, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. The weekly menu has 35 options, including gourmet meals like filet mignon and shrimp. There's no prepping, cooking, or even cleaning up. Just heat it up and then eat right out of the Factor packaging. So easy. You can customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can also pause and reschedule deliveries. So head to factormeals.com slash lala50 and use code lala50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box. That's code lala50 at factormeals.com slash lala50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing Jess and Easton with samples. I use Claritin and I absolutely love it. You guys know I was in Las Vegas for that music festival and it was so windy there that my allergies were the worst. My eyes were so itchy. They were so watery. My head hurt so bad. I had a total sinus headache, but I had Claritin D with me. So I took it and I think it only took like 30 minutes before I started to feel better, which was amazing. 
Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose, and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has been an absolute game changer for me. I've actually been using it for a few weeks now. I take it before I go hiking, and obviously when I went to that music festival, which was all outside, no more itchy, watery eyes, and no more sinus pressure headaches, which if you've experienced those before, you guys know they are the worst. So that was huge for me. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. All right, you guys, we're back. And I think everyone's going to freak out because we have Manny. I mean, come on. Makeup by Manny. Stop. Uh, I've loved you for a long time. Thank you so much. You're so freaking sweet. I really appreciate that. I mean, I'm just honest. I just think you're fabulous. You're amazing at what you do. And I'm actually in awe and inspired (laughs) with what you've created. So I want to deep dive into like when you discovered you were like, oh my gosh, makeup is my jam and we're running with it. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So for me, you know, I feel like I started my makeup journey because I started like kind of doing drag a little bit. Okay. This is like 10 years ago. So I had done drag a few times for friends' birthdays or Halloween. And I enjoyed like the aspect of glamming, right? I loved glamming, getting ready for it, but I didn't really love like wearing wigs and dresses and heels and nails and all that was just I was like oh my god this is like a lot I I really like the makeup so the makeup is what kind of stuck to me and I really really enjoyed that aspect of the transformation of getting ready so that's kind of where I found like my love of makeup and trying it out and that's like kind of where it really really started me was like kind of doing drag were you always good at it or was it something that you like had to work at I mean you're fantastic at it now but are you self-taught I am. I'm self-taught, like taught on YouTube. I actually, so for me, you know what's weird? I actually feel like I, I always had like a very natural affinity for makeup. Like I was like, I mean, my first photos, yeah, like they're not good, but I've seen much worse. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I wasn't like bad at it. Cause I would also watch my mom glam, like when I was a baby and like when I was a little kid and she would glam in the morning and she would glam every single day. She's a glam girl too. So I've always just been around it. My, my grandma was a hairdresser. I've always been around like the glam in my life. Okay. It just kind of came natural to me. And where did you grow up? I grew up in San Diego. Born and raised in Vista. Born and raised San Diego. Mm-hmm. Talk me through what like that was like. Do they have an, like when you, you know, get into your fabulousness and you do drag, like are people looking at you crazy? Because I live, I live in LA. I've lived here for quite some time. You know, we see drag all over the place and it's fabulous. But like, what was it like down there? I would only go out and drag in the gay area in Hillcrest, which is like the kind of the gay area of San Diego. And I live in LA now, of course, but I was out there, you know, my whole life. And it was honestly being in California. I feel like I'm so lucky and so blessed being in Southern California because I feel like I'm in like this like little liberal bubble. Right. And it's like, it's not the same as if I would go in like, let's say middle of America 
going out and dragging might be a different situation, but because it was in San Diego and California, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still definitely got like weird stares, especially when I worked at, I worked at a Sephora and say JC Penny. My first like makeup job was a Sephora and say JC Penny. So I worked there and I would glam to work, but I would like go to the food court to get lunch. Right. Right. Those walks to the, from, from fucking JC Penny all the way to the food court were long walks. So they, <laughs> people would be looking at me, they'd be staring at me like very strange, especially like this is like, eight years ago. Okay. So it just wasn't as seen to see boys with beards, like wearing makeup, you know? So it definitely was like a very weird and odd thing in the beginning. Right. Okay. You're working at Sephora. Do they glam at Sephora? Listen to me. I'm a 90 year old. I'm like, do they glam in that, in that place? Yes. Yes. No. So you 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 were glamming people. Mm -hmm. For you, that was like the ultimate class right it was like every day you have people coming in asking what you're wearing like that kind of prepped you to be this like makeup mogul and starting your own beauty brand which is called lunar yes lunar beauty you're absolutely right i feel like that's kind of what like kind of started me off because i feel like i was working at sephora and so you see penny and i was like loving it and that's kind of what taught me how to be into makeup and skincare and fragrance and that's kind of you know sephora has everything Right. So I I was like a melting pot of so much. So I learned a lot from there. But then I started working at Mac. And Mac was like more so about like artistry and like teaching me how to do makeup. And um, that's kind of where I learned the skills on that spectrum when it came to like actually doing makeup. So I was self-taught. And then I started working at these like places where I learned more. See, for me, I'm a one trick pony when it comes to my my makeup. I'm like, if we're not doing the same thing every day. I don't know how to do it. You're over it. Yeah. I'm over it. I've watched a million YouTube tutorials on how to contour properly. Manny, I still don't get that shit. (laughs) You don't even need to. Your cheekbones are so good. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dr. (laughs) Diamond. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm like the baking process. What when someone comes to you and they're like, I just want to know an everyday look where I can look fabulous. I don't have three hours to bake this face. Do you still have these tips where it's like, oh, we can glam you in 15 minutes? A hundred percent. Like there's always like there's always like little things you can do to just amp up your look already. Like adding blush is a big thing. Like just adding a little bit of blush gives you like that like kind of rosiness back in the face. Adding some mascara, adding some gloss, like doing like little things like that really make a huge adding some concealer. Right. Make a huge difference to make you feel like an elevated version of yourself. So there's definitely like little tips and tricks you can do to make it look like, oh, you put some work in. Like, for example, what I have on right now, five minutes max. What do you have on right now? Because you look amazing. Oh, thank you. But I, I really, I just have like a tinge of moisturizer on, a little bit of concealer, some blush, um, some faux freckles, and some gloss. <laughs> and some gloss. Always have to have the gloss. I love that you're talking about blush because most people, at least for me and people that I've spoken to, When you think about blush, like I think about my mom and her friends going to Clinique and getting that like bright pink blush and you're like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Like what what type of hue do you look for in your blush? Does it all depend on your skin tone? Because I tend to gravitate towards more of like a purple hue rather than Mm -hmm. the pink undertones. Yes. But like how does someone choose a blush? Well, for me, I'm so all about like, bitch, whatever, wear, whatever the fuck you want to wear. You know, I'm like, if you want to wear an orange blush and you're pale as hell, then wear the orange blush. Like, I don't care. I love you for that. That's like, that's my thing. <laughs> no, I love you too. But for, so for me, when it comes to like, let's say color theory, if you really want to like get into it, I would say for like fairer complexions, like mine, 
sticking to like lighter pinks will look really, really good because it just kind of looks more natural. Okay. If you're a little more medium, more tan, sticking to more orangey undertones look really, really nice on that complexion. So, and like if you're deeper, deeper complexion, purples look really, really good. So it just kind of depends on your skin tone in that way. But I'm so all about like, I literally don't care like what's meant for my, I will wear orangey blushes. I'll wear purpley blushes. I'll wear pinky blushes. Like I don't mind. As I, I think for me, as long as I want to wear it, I'm going to wear it. I love that. But really want it to be like, oh, well, what's like works for me? You know, a little bit more of a pinky undertone because it's like cool tone, right? If you're cooler tone, pink's more cool tone than orange. Okay. So if you're warmer, the orange works better. Judging me through a Zoom call, should mm-hmm. I be avoiding the purpley undertones? I, I don't think you should be avoiding them. I just think that you, if you wore like, I would say for your skin tone, I think like the like apricot orangey Ooh. tones would look really, really pretty. Okay, I can mess with that. Mm-hmm. But I love that you, you try I'm the same way. Like, I feel like if someone walks out of the house and everyone around is thinking like, this is not a good look, but that person feels beautiful and amazing. I'm like, let, let a him. motherfucker live. No, literally, like, let that bitch live. I, that's how I feel too. And I'll see it's so funny. I'll see on TikTok, like, I'll be scrolling on there and then I'll see like someone put together like the wackiest outfit ever. Yeah. And they love it so much. And I'm just like, go you. Right. I would never wear it. But I'm like, as long as you're happy. Like you rock that shit, you know? Rock that shit. I want to deep dive into, first of all, your YouTube channel. Your views are insane. Oh, thank you. How much time and commitment does it take to build that? I mean, even your Instagram is insane. Your following is insane. Like how much time do you take on a regular basis to just bang out content and looks? Like it looks exhausting and I'm fucking inspired and proud. You know, I mean, it definitely, it takes time. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's so hard when it's like, there are harder jobs out there. You know what I mean? Right. But it definitely does take a, a lot of time. It takes a lot of, you know, energy to like put yourself into doing these situations, putting yourself into the content because you want it to be the best it can be, you know, of course. Yeah. But I mean, I've been doing it for so long now, since 2014. So I've just been doing it for a good amount of time. I've kind of like have a rhythm down where it's like, okay, I have like my content days where I'll be like, filming a YouTube video, but I'm also going to like double dip and I'll film like an Instagram reel, but also to film a TikTok at the same time, just so I can like kind of get multiple things done instead of it just being like one after the other, after the other. Like I'm like, no, I get busy. I have to like double dip when I'm doing content nowadays. Right. Kill two birds or multiple birds with one stone. Yes. All five birds. Yeah. All five birds. Yeah. Do you do multiple looks? Cause I can't imagine that a lot of your looks are quick. I mean, they're like, you're taking your face, which is then turned into a canvas and painting something beautiful onto it. Right. Do you do multiple looks in one day? No. <laughs> Fuck no. I literally was like, no, no, no. You get the one and that's all you get. I feel like <laughs> I look at your videos and I'm like, these are so spectacular. I, first of all, I wouldn't even know where to start. So you, you've built something incredible for yourself and now you have lunar beauty. Yes. I want to know anything and everything there is to know. I mean, honestly, Lunar Beauty has been like my passion project for years, right? I've been, I've had it for years now and since 2018. And it's just been like the coolest journey I've ever had because I've done collaborations with brands. Like I've done where it's like Manny MUA X blank with their brands. And that's kind of where I found my passion for creating makeup specifically. And I was like, this is like my, like, I feel like I'm a Pokemon evolving. I'm like, I want to go to the next thing, you know? And so it was like creating content was fun and I absolutely love it. And I still do that, but creating like product where people can actually enjoy it and they know that I put like my heart and soul into it. I just think that's so fun, you know? And I think that's, it's probably one of like the best things I've ever done with my life because it truly is like such a passion of mine right. to create makeup. It makes sense that you would. I mean, who knows makeup 
better than you. You're putting it on every day. I'm sure you, you can tell. And you know, I have my beauty brand as well. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's a passion project. And you know, I can tell that you're like me. I'm not just going to put something out that I haven't tried that I haven't formulated on my own. Exactly. Right. So I get that whole process. And I Mm -hmm. love that you go through that same process as well. What did you start with? Like when you first launched, what did you have? So for me, I started off with a product called Life's a Drag. And it was a drag inspired palette because, you know, my makeup journey started in drag. So it was like this half neutral, half bold kind of palette. Like anyone can kind of create anything. That was the whole point of it. Right. And so I was kind of like an ode to like my beginning, right? It's like, okay, life's a drag. It was really fun. And it had like my eyes on it in drag. And it was really cute. For me, that was like my first product. It was the first thing was that eyeshadow palette, you know? And so people loved it. They loved the formulation. You know, I worked, I mean, for me, like I literally am a beauty guru. I test product for a living. Right. That's literally what I do. So I think that a lot of people can put their trust in me when it comes to products that I create. Because I'm like, yo, I literally do this for a living. And if you trust my opinion, and if I, you think that I like good shit and I'll find good shit for you, then I'll make good shit too. Of course. So that's kind of what it kind of started as. I'm like passionate about this. I test makeup for a living. You can trust that if I'm testing this all the time and I like it and it's good, chances are you're going to like it a lot too. Of course, because you, like you said, you're a makeup guru. So you would know what people want to put on their face. Right. Where did the name come from? So I feel like for me, like I've always been more inspired at nighttime. Like I'm like a night person. I'm not really like a morning person. I'm very much like I'll be awake late and like wake up late. (laughs) So it's like, for me, I've always just felt more inspired at nighttime like I feel like a lot of my ideas come at nighttime and I was also a huge fan of Sailor Moon when I was younger and it was like my favorite anime growing up and so like the whole idea of like Sailor Moon and like the nighttime and so Lunar Beauty kind of just came to be when I was like listen I'm not the type of bitch that's going to be like like naming it after like Manny Amuay Beauty like I'm just like not like that right I wanted it to be its own thing in a weird way you know where I was like I wanted to be able to survive on its own like and if people let's say people didn't like me but if you saw Lunar Beauty on its own, you can be like, oh, wow, this brand is sickening without me being attached. Totally. For me, it was like I was creating this umbrella and wanted a bunch of things underneath it. And so it was just like mm-hmm. everything is give them Lala. So it's give them Lala Beauty. And right, right, it's right. great. I love it. And the part where we get to like pick the packaging. I love that we can bond over this, right? Yeah. No, seriously. It's the best. It's the best. And the naming of the products and then people that write like all of their reviews and you're just excited. So I, I totally get that entire process and you're killing it. And I'm so honored to have you on this podcast. Thank you. No, it really is fun. I mean, you have a beauty brand, like, you know, it's just a fun thing. It is fun. Like a passion project. It is. And you wake up every day and you're excited to work. Like that was my main thing is my dad always said, make sure you find something that you love to do and make that your job. Yeah. So I'm proud of us both. I mean, it's hard work, but it doesn't feel like you're dragging on. Right. You're enjoying yourself. So Mm -hmm. my listeners, I'm assuming, and if they're not like me, I'm sure there's a few that are like me where I'm like, yeah, I think I know how to put my face together. But like, what are some of your biggest makeup tips that you see out there and you're like, oh, good Lord, if I could just teach them how to do these simple things to like really bring this together? I mean, for me, I think a really big thing is about being hydrated on the skin. Like that's like a huge thing that a lot of people like will kind of negate. Like a lot of times people won't really use an eye cream in the morning before they put on concealer and then it looks kind of cracky and mm. cakey under the eyes or, you know, not drinking enough water and your skin just looks really dry and thirsty. 
things like that. I think that the importance of like hydration, using like a really dewy setting mist at the end after everything's set in place to kind of give you that like healthy glow. I think it's really important to kind of bring the skin back. A lot of people will like set their face with powders and then leave it at that. And I'm like, you might want to bring, you know, a little bit of moisture back in just to kind of make it not look so dry and makeup-y and heavy, you know? Like get rid of the cake look. Honestly, like I'm a huge fan of setting sprays, whether it's longer ones, you know, moisturizing ones, dewy ones, just kind of adding that as a final step really does make a massive difference on the skin, especially when it comes to like, you know, wanting to look more on the natural side. Because obviously the skin naturally has a little bit of a dew, has a little bit of glow, has a little bit of a something to it. Yeah. So when you take that away and it becomes all matte only, it's like, it's a little jarring, you know? Right. What about your tips for contouring? Can you tell I'm obsessed with the mm. contouring? I love a good bone structure. No, I love, I love. Can you teach me, like, do you prefer a powder over a cream when it comes to contouring? I use both. Both. Okay, walk me through. So I always, like, let's say, I'm trying to find an example. Like, I have, like, this product from Patrick Ta. It's, like, a cream and powder at the same time. Oh. So what I like to do is, like, uh, let's say if I take my, like, a brush, right? This is my Luna Beauty brushes. And if I'm going from the top of my ear down to my mouth, like, if there's, like, a, an invisible line here. Okay. That's where I would probably place my product. All right. So I've already fucked up. Because <laughs> that's like where, like, that's like kind of like where it's like kind of just there. Like that's where your bone is. Like you feel like your bone and then there's like kind of like an indentation sort of like right. you can feel the bottom of it. Would you place it? That's where it would go. I'll, yeah. I'll place it like right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right at the bottom of it. Right at the bottom of like the cheekbone. And then blending and then always blending upwards, blending up. So I fucked up twice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you're going to blend the contour up instead of it down. Why is that? Because it's, you want to give it a lift. So instead of like bringing, if you bring it down too far, it kind of drags your face oh. a little lower. But if you kind of lift up and you go higher, it's going to give you a little bit more of like a, a raised appearance. Okay. So I'll use cream first and then I'll set it with the powder. So when you take photos, it doesn't get washed out when it's only powder. A lot of the times when you take a photo, it'll be like washed out because it's like just powder on the skin. But a cream underneath the powder really reinforces the color. Okay, so do you do the cream over your foundation or do you build around? Either or. You do the foundation. Yeah, either or. That's like, that's one of those steps like where it's just like personal preference. Okay. As long as the product is down, I will, so what I'll do is I'll do foundation and then I go right into bronzing before I even do concealer and stuff like that. So I'll go right into cream right after I did my foundation. Okay. And let me ask you this, the contouring of the forehead, mm -hmm. you know how they go bring it up where, where is it supposed to be placed? So actually like a lot of people, like it's kind of depends on like the face shape Okay, for me personally. I like to make my face just like a little smaller, you know, like I want it to be a little more feminine, a little bit more honed in. So I like to place it all around my temples. Okay. As if imagine it's like going all around. Okay. Cause I want it to look small. I want it to be honed in here and like really bright in the center. So I literally do forehead, temples, and into the cheek. But it depends. Like I say, if you have a square forehead, you might want to just cut off here. Maybe give you like that kind of oval face. If you have more of a heart shape, just kind of putting it up here to kind of like, like right, a, right where the hairline is. Mm -hmm. Blend, blend, on the, blend. Like in the temples. Yeah. Ooh. So for me, because I'm a man and I have a bigger face, I want to kind of make it a little bit smaller, a little more oval. So that's why I put it there. Yes. Give them that oval snatched look yes i'm trying to get that oval like that nice little oval like appearance but and if you want that pulled out look which a lot of people really love too you do contour right here on the sides of the brow into the hairline and then you leave this for concealer oh okay so you would take like the end of your your eyebrow mm -hmm. right 
Yep. And then the concealer right under. Okay. Yes, give you, give you that sweeped back look. Ooh, give you that little Bella Hadid action with the eyes. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are really, really into that look right now too, which totally makes sense. It's gorgeous. But yeah, just kind of leaving this part open for concealer. Yeah, and then we can all avoid like threading our faces or having injections, you know? Right. I feel like you can do so much with makeup. So many people are like, Lala got a nose job. I'm like, bitch, I learned how to contour that motherfucker. Yeah, no, literally. Like, I'm, a, again, a huge fan of contouring my nose. Or I'll put like freckles down it to make it look smaller. Love, love, love making it look a little smaller, baby nose. Yes, there's so much you can do with makeup where I'm like, you don't, I'm not knocking injections. Lala loves her injections. Right. But you can do so much with just like learning the technique of makeup. Totally. I mean, that's literally like how I built my entire career. Yeah. Is makeup, so. Yeah. Like, Manny, I can give myself some, like, pretty killer blowjob lips with some lip liner. Oh, my God. Of course. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Some DSLs? Yes. I do that. I I always overdraw my top lip, too. Always. Um, Before I let you go, where can people purchase your makeup? I know that most of my listeners don't live under a rock and know exactly where to find you, but still tell us anyway. Where we get your makeup, where we find you. You can find Lunar Beauty at lunarbeauty.com. Okay. You know, like on my, I'm like a direct to commerce kind of website. And then for me, it'd be Manny MUA 733, like on all platforms. All platforms. So you find me on, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You know, as a social media influencer, like I got them all. You got them all. I got them all. Damn it. <laughs> I deleted the Twitter because people were mean. And I was like, this is hurtful. I'm deleting this shit. Like, I'm over. I don't want to see this shit anymore. I was done with it. No, I feel you. Oh my gosh. You are a motherfucking vibe. Stop. We're we're both vibes. We are a vibe today. Caught a vibe. (laughs) I am so happy that I got you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm going to be blowing up your DMs asking you for all the tips. Oh, awesome. You know, I'm also like, I have a podcast too. I'm obsessed with podcasts. Like, it's been a newer journey for me. It's called Full Coverage. F-O-O-L Coverage. Me and my best friend, like, we do like a little like, every single week, like podcast kind of thing. Oh my God. And what do you guys talk about? Like all things beauty or just anything and everything? No, we actually, we talk about like, like kind of current events, social media, what's happening in the space, like kind of talking about like all the tea going on. We, we do talk about beauty, of course, but for example, one of our last episodes about like the whole Kanye, Kim, Julia Fox, Pete Davidson, like situation. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. That's all, that, and that, that, it literally, that's my podcast, literally. I love it. Thank you so much, Manny. And let's be in touch because you're going to teach me how to do all the things makeup that I've obviously been fucking at. I will. And you're going to learn quick, I can tell. Thank you, babe. You're the best. And we'll talk <laughs> yeah. soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.